Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. I'm Femi Abebefe, rolling alongside my guy James Salinas out in Colorado. James, it's been a couple of weeks, but good to have you back, buddy. It has been a couple of weeks. Uh, I took a little hiatus. It's the first vacation <laughs> I've had. Honestly, it's the first vacation I've had from from the network, from my other job. Since the pandemic started, it was actually a uh, an anniversary gift that we were doing two years Maybe? ago before the pandemic. So it was good to get away. Now, I didn't get away from sports betting. And that, that's, that. you know, there. That's, that's the thing here, Femi. It's just like, you know, we just roll from the... the Rolling on from March Madness, coming off from that, and uh, had a terrific March Madness and a, a terrific postseason, uh, post-Super Bowl betting on college basketball. And then we just roll right into opening day. We've got Masters. Like, is there ever a break in the sports betting never. calendar? Because I think we need to put one out there. I'm getting kind of worn down. Yeah, yeah there's never, never a break, James. It's all gas, no breaks, is what we like to say here. But happy anniversary to you, though. That, that's a it's a big, big accomplishment, a big milestone. So uh, glad you were able to get <laughs> Get away and celebrate. <laughs> 
Believe me, Femi, it is for somebody like me. Now I'm 50, right? And so my my current my my well my my beloved wife, my for the rest of my life wife, we'll put it that way. Um, it, it was it was very good. She's not listening anyway. She's yeah, I was going to say. Oh, she listens. <laughs> if she listens uh, in podcast form, then you might be in a little bit of trouble here on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, no worries about that. So, but anyway, yeah, it was good to get away and and was able to still you know stay in touch with. Well, we're actually out in Miami for the Miami Open. My my okay. wife and my son are, are big tennis players, and so we were able to go out there and enjoy the Miami Open and enjoy a little sunshine and then still be able to put some plays in on March Madness. And now we roll in to the Masters. And I just want to do a disclaimer here, Femi. Uh, I am not a golfer. I'm not a golf better. It's never been something that I've incorporated <laughs> into my sports betting vernacular. I mean, I, I've, I have a pretty wide lane when it comes to sports betting, but for somebody like me who's definitely the eye test guy, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not one that jumps into to like to dig into a lot of statistics. Doesn't mean that I don't. I'm not completely closed off to to analytics and numbers and and statistics. I, I don't have any. I don't have any kind of model uh, outside of my current wife. That's my model right there. Femi, <laughs> there you go. There you, oh, you know, we're, we're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't have any sports betting models or anything like that. I'm the eye test guy. And golf is just never something that I've. I didn't grow up around the game. I've. I, my experience playing golf lasted three holes. I probably went about <laughs> 20 years ago. Some colleagues of mine tried to pull me in, and they're like, "Come on, James, you got to get on the course. Got to get on the course. You got to come play." They they serve beer. Okay, let's go. I'll go ahead and jump <laughs> on. I did three uh, three holes. That was the extent of my experience. I learned real quick that I, I, I swing the bat, I swing the club like a baseball. Now, if I could have picked up the ball and threw it like a fungo, yeah, I would. <laughs> I'd be a fungo master if that was how you played golf. But I just physically couldn't do it. I couldn't keep my front side in, and it's just something I wasn't around. So I learned quickly after three holes that my job was to drive the cart and keep the beers cold. That's the extent of my my golfing experience, and so it's just never been something that I've been able to to build in. Now I've I've always appreciated the Masters. I appreciate golf. I appreciate competition. And that's something that, regardless of whether the sport, whether I have any kind of uh, relation to it or not, I appreciate the the skill and the competition that goes into it when it comes to, in this case, golf, and in particular, the Super Bowl of golf with the Masters. Mm -hmm. So... But I didn't want to be the only guy on the network that didn't have any bets on on the Masters. So I do have some bets. And actually, I okay, do have now. a ticket on Scotty Scheffler. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. I wanted to... I've been... The last six months, the volume of betting that I've been doing with when it comes to the NFL and then college basketball was I needed to scale some things back. Now, I was incredibly successful. I've had a great six months betting. It was very profitable, but I knew I needed to dial some things back because I was just getting a little – I was getting pretty jiggy with it with some of my <laughs> the size of my bets. So I pulled things back. I said, I'm just going to put one dime on the Masters, and I'm going to split it up. I'm going to get five guys. Scheffler's one of them. I got him at 16-1. to 1. I put McElroy, all the rest of my guys, party's over. I guess if you don't have Scheffler or Smith right now, party's, party's over, over for yes. you. And, and that's where I'm at. Scheffler, 16 to 1. Uh, Two dollars on McElroy, 18 to 1. That's gone. Cantlay was 20 to 1. That's gone. Berger, 40 to 1. That's gone. And Lowry at 41. Man, maybe an outside shot, but for the most part, that's gone. And then I did jump in on Friday and put two dollars on Varner. He was at 100 to 1. I got him at 80 to 1. A little discrepancy with the book. We worked it out. It's all good. So I had Varner on that. He's party's over there, too. So right now, I just have a small ticket for two dollars on Scheffler at 16 to 1. So at least there's a rooting interest for me yeah. in the Masters going into the last day. Yes, yeah, Scotty Scheffler, three up here as he's uh, taking a nine under 
approach here to coming into the final round of the Masters. We got, James, we got an awesome show on deck here. It's the Sunday of the Masters. We have opening weekend of the Major League Baseball season, the NBA, the final day of the regular season. So we want to make sure that you guys who are listening and watching tweet at us at Rounding Again is where you can find James at Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. You can find us all at VSIN Live. Also, James, we have a couple of great guests joining us here on the program. Adam Burke in studio here at the South Point coming up later on at 11.30. That'll be in the third hour. Derek Stevens over at Circa will come in with his regular scheduled appearance at 11.15. And also, just a lot of fun that we're going to have. on. Like James said, getting jiggy with everything, but we don't want to get jiggy too much because the Academy might suspend us for 10 years if you, if you do a little bit too much of getting jiggy out there. But James, yesterday, Tiger Woods, he shoots a 78 in the third round. Now, Tiger was out of it. He's not going to win the Masters. We, we knew that coming into yesterday, but it was in question of maybe T20. We'll see what happens if he's able to kind of sustain that even par to plus one kind of uh, play there. But Tiger shoots 78. Now back, he's paired up. Get this, paired up with John Rahm, who was the tournament favorite. And if I told you at the early part of this week, if Tiger on a Sunday would be paired with John Rahm, you probably would have been jumping out of your seat there thinking that, hey, maybe Tiger has a chance to win this thing. But now that he's teed off at 740, I believe it was, was his tee time. He's on the, he's on the uh, course right now. What do you think of Tiger just overall making the cut, coming back here from a pretty devastating car accident a year ago? And here he is on a Sunday playing at the Masters. That's just it, Femi. It was the car accident. I think for him, it was the challenge physically knowing how how that the car wreck that he was in what 14 months ago or so how devastating that was physically for him i mean i, I think they had to have the, the pry the car open jaws of life had to come get him yeah. out of the vehicle and you know his leg was totally mangled i think for him he was had there was questions of how he was even going to be able to walk again at, at a normal pace let alone get back out on the golf course and then get to the masters and get out there and compete again i think for him the the long road back the rehab back the drive for him to get back out on the golf course, wanting to get out to the Masters. I think probably in the back of his mind, knowing realistically, all right, it's probably not going to be a, a, this is not going to be my year to go win the Masters. I just want to be able to get out there, be able to compete. I've been working hard in my rehab for the last 14 months to physically get back out on the course and get out there and compete. Psychologically, from the mental aspect, the guy's a winner. You knew that. He was going to mm -hmm. be composed. Nothing's going to rattle him from that perspective. It was just going to be the physical nature of, because walking the course, this isn't, uh, you know, they're not out on the sands and it's not just this flat golf course it is a very you know the the terrain there just up all the hills up and down it is going to take a toll and i saw that on friday i haven't been able to watch a whole lot of him coaching baseball on the weekends but i did watch the masters on friday and you saw him at the latter part of that back nine you can see the hitch and the giddy up there. And, and for somebody like me who's who's had a number of surgeries and leg injuries, et cetera, I felt for him. I could see it. I literally could see him dragging that leg. I know his ankles really doesn't have the flexibility in it. And he was just gutting it out from a physical standpoint. Uh, and I think that was, his, that was his motivation, to be able to get back from 14 months of rehab, get back out there, and then make the cut, which is exactly what he did. And I think the now over the course of now into the fourth day of the final round just catching up with him physically because he's going to go back the legs going to be sore it's ankles probably swollen consistently and just struggling through that from a physical standpoint but 
kudos to him. Good for him to come through the other side of the rehab. I know what that feels like, how hard that could be. Good for Tiger Woods physically to get out there and do that motivational-wise to, to be able to get and compete. And then the mindset as a champion, that's exactly who he is and what he's been his entire career in, in playing golf that, yeah, not going to win the golf tournament, not going to win the Masters by any means, but be able to get out there and still put forth a great effort, at least for the first two days. Big, big ups to him. Yeah, he's T45 right now. I think you, just big ups just being out there, like you mentioned, yep. for him to be in the car accident a year ago, now finally on a Sunday at the Masters. is absolutely incredible. He's bogeyed back-to-back -back holes here on four and five right now. He's standing on the sixth green, and we'll see if he can uh, accomplish this right now. It's a par three. I believe this might be his third stroke here. It's, four, yeah, it's his third stroke, so he's going for par right now, Tiger, on the sixth green, so we'll see what he's able to do. Paired up once again with John Rahm right now as Tiger is eight over for the tournament but this has been an interesting tournament because the weather has really played a big part of this James and I'm not sure if you're a meteorologist or not there I know in Colorado you guys get 300 days of sun but it's been the kind of overcast out there at Augusta today finally the sun is out it's beautiful that masters picture the azaleas are popping but the conditions have really really been a big factor in how guys have been playing so far through three rounds yeah, having to deal with the wind and and adjust to that for the first three rounds. Now you're going to see, we saw the scores going in. What was there, Femi, maybe six guys that were in the red as far as the scoring was concerned after day three, really due to the, the brutal conditions. I think that just speaks to the to the nature of both Scheffler and Smith, how well they've been able to to deal with the elements and still put themselves up. I mean, these are two of the two of the hottest golfers in the world. Obviously, Scheffler is sitting at number one. You got to play through the elements. Elements, right and and in this case here being able to do that consistently I think that's the thing about golf and in particular the Masters is you know you can have one great round but then you have to follow that up each and every day so the consistency that you see the mental con the, the concentration the focus and the not getting down I mean you're gonna have bad shots you're gonna give shots away and and lose strokes but being able to have the confidence to play through that and fight through that. That's why we've seen the two best golfers in the world right now, at least the two hottest guys being at the top of this list. So now it's going to be a break. I think we're going to see some great scores today. Yeah, Tiger just bogeyed on the sixth hole there. So Tiger now is nine over, I believe he is, for the tournament. So uh, it, it's, it's not going that well for Tiger Woods, but the yeah. fact that he's out there on the course is a win for him and a win for all of us who are viewers of the game of golf. On the other side, you mentioned Scotty Shuffle and Cam Smith. We'll break them down here. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my, my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> 
Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Eh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe rolling alongside James Salinas out there in Colorado. James, we are down to probably two guys to win the Masters here. I got my green jacket on just to make sure that we cash some tickets today. It's the Sunday at Augusta, so we figured that we, but the green jacket is not, it doesn't pop as much as the green jackets that those guys will be wearing later on this evening. But we have Scotty Scheffler at nine under. He is, has a three-stroke lead. It was a five-stroke lead heading into Saturday. Now down to three. Cam Smith had a really good round at six under here. And it's pretty much a two-player tournament between Smith and Scheffler. Do you think Smith has the goods to kind of catch Scotty here who has this three-stroke lead? 
I think so much of it comes down to the the mental capacity of being able to handle the pressure now on the last day of this major in the Super Bowl of golf with the Masters. I think that's what you know the the numbers. There's I know and I know for anal I don't know how golfing analytics work. I know they're out there and and the the strokes lost on the green, all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And you probably you tell me, Femi. I don't know where those numbers <laughs> go, but what's not spelled out in numbers is the the mental capacity of each player to handle pressure and to deal with the 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 gravity of the moment. And I think that's where, and both these guys come in hot, right? They're both very, they're both, I mean, they're, there's a reason why they're there and they've been most, cons- uh, probably the top two players right now, obviously sitting at the top of the, the masters, but as far as being consistent over the last year or so, how well these guys are playing tons of confidence coming in. And we know in any sport family confidence is a big key. It's a big key for success. And, yeah, you can lean on experience. These are young guys here. I think Smith may be more battle-tested in a sense, but I think for both of these guys, Scheffler coming in as well as he's played, rolling into the Masters, just breeding so much confidence out there. But that remains to be seen here. That's the beauty of being able to see in the – everybody's got to win their first Master at some point. And yeah. what did it take for them to be able to get there and do that? Now, do they have the mental capacity? That's the beauty. I think that's what I appreciate the most. For me, when watching golf, it's not something I typically do. I do like, I do enjoy, and I have done for quite a while watching the Masters, and in particular the the last day of the Masters, just because we know I, I like to see the the concentration level and see guy. I like to see guys succeed. I'm not rooting. Sometimes I'll be betting against human achievement, <laughs> but I like to see athletes succeed. Uh, it's just something where yeah. you want to, in a sense, you you want to see guys be successful. Nobody wants to see everybody just tank and lose. Um, now, if you're betting on that side, and for me, with my small ticket on Scheffler, yeah, I want to see Cam Smith not perform as well as Scotty Scheffler here. But I, I think in this case, going into this last round, uh, we were talking about this last night. I was on with Brady Cannon, and at the time, they were the matchups were coming on just as we were closing out our program last mm-hmm. night. And obviously, with Scheffler and Smith, they were even, or basically, they were a dollar ten each and looking at and now it's moved I think Smith now is up to a dollar 25 so money has definitely come on Smith at, at where he stands and it was just for for two ball um but from your perspective Femi and I want to know what what do you what what tickets do you have on our do you have something rolling in today do we want to find something to roll in today do we find well, other things to to get involved with with this with with this fourth round uh but going into this final round here for both of these guys where's your action stand well, my action, in terms of the outright market, I'm out of it. The party's over for me. I mean, I had Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, Rory, Corey Connors, Max Homa. I had guys that were looking decent, I mean, heading into the weekend, but now we're out of the party because it's Scotty Scheffler and Cam Smith's show. But I have Cam Smith for top 10s, Dustin Johnson for top 10s, Morikawa, Zalatoris for top 20s. So we're sweating the derivative markets, I shall say, as I uh, – made the mistake of fading Scotty Shuffler in a head-to-head with Justin Thomas at minus 120. That's not going to come home for me here. But I'm really fascinated from your perspective because I know a lot of people have Scotty Shuffler tickets 16 to 1 or whatever you're able to find pre-tournament. And in this situation where you're going into a Sunday with a three-stroke lead, I think the question for a lot of folks is, how do I ensure some profit? Do I let it ride with Scotty Shuffler as you're sitting there with that outright ticket? Or do I maybe take a little bit of nibble on Cam Smith. Right now at BetMGM, Cam Smith plus 260, Scheffler's minus 225. Any interest for you there taking some Cam Smith just to ensure that you can finally have some profit there and just sit back and relax and watch this thing, or do you let it ride with Scotty with that three-stroke lead? Well, 
I'll put it this way for me because I don't have a lot invested. I'm just going to let it ride. It's not big. You know, these are for, for the level of where I'm playing. The fact that it's, what, what do I have? Six, it's 16 to one. I have $2 on it. I'm already in, uh, I'm in 1200 on the, on the tournament collectively. So I'm not heavily vested in it. So let me, let me put it this way. Going into the national championship game last week, I had, I had a $600 ticket. I had three, two $300 free bets that I had, Put way back in August, I honestly forgot about him for a while. <laughs> uh, on Kansas at 16 to one, them in the national title. Mm-hmm. And when we got to the national title, and they were a favorite, I was kind of surprised that the money went open three and a half, went to four and a half, and I took a piece. I took some money line on Carolina, and I also took some four and a half with the Tar Heels as well. That was more of a hedge because not so much because of the investment I had, because these were $600 with the free bets that were played, but the the payout was uh, do the math for me, $9,600 on the payout. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that I was going to make myself four to five K no matter what happened. And so was able to get some of the middle with four and a half and then lost on the Carolina outlet on the, on the money line was with part of it too. But in this case here, I think depending for, at least for me, Femi, it's just a matter of how much I'm vested. I'm not heavily vested by any means with the golf here. Mm-hmm. Plus it's not my expertise. So I don't have a good feel to say, well, here's where I think Cameron Smith and I could take a piece of this side because it's really, um, you know, that's the beauty of being a part of this network, Femi. We have so many folks that have, some folks have a really wide range and a wide lane of, of their betting tools. For me, it's it's half, you know, I got a decent sized lane. Golf's not part of it, but we have plenty of other folks that I I can follow. So that's the other piece for me too, is I'm not an expert when it comes to golf. I'm, I'll just sit with what I have. I'm not heavily vested in it. I'll just let it ride and see how it plays out at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that, that taking advantage and outsourcing, I think is a big deal here in betting because you're not going to be able to be a master of everything and handicap everything in terms of an expertise standpoint. But I think that the way you've played it out here, you found Scotty Scheffler, so clearly you were listening to the right people to have Scotty Scheffler here who now is at 9-under with a three-stroke lead heading into the final round. Scheffler and Smith, that final pairing, they tee off at 11.40 a.m. here on the West Coast, so that'll be 2.40 for the folks in the Eastern time zone. But you mentioned pressure, James, and I think that's the most fascinating part about golf because you see all this time in between shots, in between tees, they're walking. It's a lot of time to think for these guys, and Scheffler's kind of been that guy that's been happy go lucky almost he's had he's had the smile on his face for the much of this tournament so it from the surface level it appears that the pressure isn't really getting to him but we know that Sunday at Augusta provides a different level of pressure and unless you've been there you don't really know what to expect so with that being said do you think that the pressure almost favors an underdog like a Cam Smith? Like, do you gravitate toward that lane knowing that Scheffler is probably thinking, okay, just keep my head above water and I can probably win this thing? I think I typically would. I think about last yesterday and and I I caught the first part of the Masters before I had to take off yesterday and the talking about, well, look at the gallery and we know on the gallery he was going to be following Tiger Woods everywhere he went. Everywhere he's going, they're going to, he's got a huge following from hole to hole to hole and I think they said, yeah, I think maybe there's like 10 or 12 folks that are following Scheffler around the course right now. Well, we know that's going to be completely different going into this round today, the final round. Now everybody's going to be following and focused on these on this matchup with Scheffler and Smith. How do they handle that? It's a different scenario than what it's been for the last few days for especially for Scotty Schleffer, who's been at the top since Friday. Um, I I just, I think for me, this is really where, as an eye test guy, I'm going to learn. We're going to find out. We're going to see how does he handle it. Right now, it's speculation. 
because we haven't seen them in these positions before. We haven't seen Scheffler on the last round being the leader to go get the green jacket. This is where you get to assess and you get to see, and then you put that in the into your memory banks to be like, oh yeah, I remember five years ago, back in back in 22, all the pressure was on Scheffler and he <laughs> knocked it out. He performed, he sucked it up. He was a gamer and he took it down. Those are the things that we can take. So right now, I just it's more of a, an assessment for me because it's too hard because we just don't know. They haven't been in these situations before to really give a, a full assessment and say, yes, this is how he's going to perform under this kind of pressure. Yeah, Cam Smith had the low round yesterday, shooting a 68. And I almost think that I was thinking about it when I was watching the third round coverage yesterday. I was like, Cam Smith, it might have been beneficial for him to be in like that second to last group or maybe the third to last group to where he can kind of play a little bit more free and creep up on Scotty. But now that he's paired with Scotty, I almost wonder if that factors into things in terms of how Cam Smith will end up playing versus if he was in the second to last group, maybe that he can go low and then Scotty starts looking at that leaderboard. Now he'll know exactly what Cam Smith is doing since he'll be paired with him here. They tee off 1140 a.m. on the West Coast, 240 over on the East Coast. But that does it for our Masters coverage here in the first hour. On the other side, hey James, it's Major League Baseball season. Opening weekend. We'll discuss it here next it's betting across America this is betting across America on VSIN the sports betting network Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Our all-digital MLB guide at vsin.com is available now, and Adam Burke has futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams, plus Jason Weingarten's MLB futures, bets, trends, and more. Sign up today and get full access to vsin through the NFL Draft for only $19 at vsin.com slash spring. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe alongside James Salinas here. And take a look at Tiger Woods here. He is on the eighth fairway. His second shot here is nine over. We'll keep it updated on what Tiger's up to. But James, not only is it the final round of the Masters, it's also opening weekend of the Major League Baseball season. We got some games getting underway here at the top of the hour. The Oakland Athletics taking on the Philadelphia Phillies. Speaking of the Oakland Athletics, they're barely a major league baseball team. When you look at their payroll, like $60 million or whatever it's going on over there in Oakland, maybe they'll find their way here in Las Vegas. But the Phillies are a team that a lot of people love. And right now they are minus 225 on the money line over at BetMGM. The A's plus 180 here. The total at eight and a half runs. This Philadelphia team, intriguing. I mean, they were intriguing last year, and I think the division that they're playing in is, you know, it's competitive. You've got the defending World Series champions in there with the Atlanta Braves. You have the the high-priced New York Mets in there with the one-two punch with Scherzer and DeGrom when they're healthy, and can those, can those two guys stay healthy? Can you get 50, 55, maybe 60 starts out of those guys? Yeah, you're going to be contending there in that East. And then, and and Miami's got a lot of young talent there, too. Uh, outside of Washington, I think it's unfortunate Washington, just the fire sale they kind of had. You mentioned Oakland. Well, Washington's kind of similar outside of Soto. I mean, they've pretty much disbanded that team, the World Series champion from a few years back. Uh, I just think there there's, it's a very competitive division and for a team like the Phillies I'd need to see this can, can Aaron Nola be consistently be that ace that that I think we, we we've seen flashes from him a uh, couple good years uh, a couple good year a couple years back but 
I don't know. I don't know if this team, I don't know if I really trust that bullpen, especially the middle relief. And I think that's the concern for me, just going through not only with the Phillies, but Femi, just I'm a, I'm treading really lightly to start the Major League Baseball season. I'm a baseball guy. As soon as we're done with our show, I'm gearing up. I've got a baseball tournament to coach. I love baseball, <laughs> but I think it, it was a little anticlimactic for me. Usually opening day, whether I'm going to the Rockies on opening day or I'm doing something and hosting something here at the house for opening day, like I've, it's one of those, the pageantry of it, you get excited for it, here it's here, mm-hmm. and then, you know, after a little while, the novelty of opening day wears off, and now we're into the grind of 162 games for 30 teams having to go through the next six months of baseball, but, you know, trying to just get a feel for the fact that the the spring training was cut was so short because of the lockout and with the lockout players not being able to go to facilities, get themselves in baseball shape and more so talking about baseball shape in for pitchers with their arms and getting their arms, uh, getting stretched out for the course of a season and doing, starting that in spring training. I've been pretty hesitant to get involved with baseball right now. And you look at a team like the athletics, you're talking about their payroll. You know, I, I, I spent about two to three hours going through the card this morning with baseball baseball and looking at this and I'm looking at the A's and I was thinking of the the old movie Major League with the with the <laughs> Cleveland Indians back then and the fans are looking at the roster like who who are these guys and yeah. I'm looking at the athletics doing the same thing. Like, I don't know who these guys are. They have Dalton Jeffrey starting today. He's taking the mound. He's got 17 career innings pitched in the bigs, nine Ks and six walks in those 17 innings. I mean, what are we going to take away from him? Is that something that I want to get involved with and bet the dog? Because typically, Femi, I am an underdog better when it comes to baseball here. I'm not going to lay $2, two and a quarter here with the Phillies. I understand why that number is where it is because of the athletics and the fire sale. I think maybe there is an underlying theme to, well, you know, let's, let's just really – for the sense of the, the 150 fans that come out to our games in Oakland Coliseum each and every day to support us. Well, we're really going to try to turn them off to our team. We're going to do as do the biggest tank job we can ever find <laughs> in Major League Baseball so we can find our way down there to Las Vegas uh-huh. potentially and become the Las Vegas A's. So I'm not getting involved with this game. The number's too big for me to lay on the Phillies. Uh, a lot of pressure on this team. They hype themselves up pretty good too as far as the long course of the season, but it's a tough division that they're going to have to battle to try to compete and win the NL East. And we're going to have Adam Burke in studio here at the South Point at 1130 at 11.45. He'll be here for two segments to help us with this baseball handicapping. But I wanted to ask you, James, because you mentioned that baseball is a sport that you try to ease your way into things here because there's not a lot of data to go off of because we've only seen two to three games at most with these teams, with opening day being this Thursday. When do you get involved with baseball? Do you give it a week or a couple weeks here? Or do you go through a couple cycles of these pitchers to maybe then start to bet into some of these markets? Because it is a very tricky sport to handicap, especially early on, it feels like. It is. And and so I look more now that sports betting has been legalized out here in Colorado, I look more into the player. It's something I didn't have access to before, you know, kind of for – well, where I was going and who I was playing with didn't have access to player props, that type of thing. And so now looking at pitcher props and, and I did do, I found one last night. I haven't been able to find a whole lot of them, not a singer pitcher props when it comes to their outs recorded. None of them on, at least at right now, last look about an hour ago when I was going through the card, they didn't post any of these. And ultimately I understand why, because you're going to get beat on this. You think about it. And it was one, they had one yesterday and I did jump on this one and I went beyond what I was disciplining myself to do bets on and went <laughs> three units on it, but it was for Justin Verlander. Yesterday they had his outs 
prop for for a pitcher. It was, it was 16 and a half outs, and it was juiced to the under at a dollar 30. But knowing somebody like Verlander, who hadn't pitched since July of 2020, this was he had 13 innings in spring training. You know, as a veteran pitcher, he knows what he's going to do. But he's coming off a Tommy John surgery, hasn't had a start in nearly two years. They're going to work him into this. A short spring training, he's not going to just get out there and go throw a full six innings and his first start didn't happen. I figured he'd throw there on a pitch count, 75 pitches, he'd throw five innings, exactly what happened. That So that's kind of the market that I'm trying to attack. Well, and you look at it for over the course of Friday and Saturday, of those, of those starters in Friday and Saturday games, 70% of the starting pitchers from Friday and Saturday's contests 70% went five innings or less. And so that was wow. the market that I was trying to attack. And that was what I was hoping to try to key in on today. Well, no surprise that there weren't any on there. I think the books are getting wise knowing, hey, these guys did not have anywhere close to a full spring trading. We're seeing a lot of pitchers on pitch counts being cut short. We also know there's openers. They typically don't put uh, posted innings pitched for those openers for certain pitchers, you know, for those types of teams and games that are, that are starting that way. But, you know, none today. So that was kind of a market that I was looking at attacking early in the season found one yesterday took advantage of it none out there today so i think for the long haul you know i'll probably give it a good month or so before i really start digging in i want to see these guys and these pitchers knowing all right they've had three or four starts they've gotten themselves stretched out as as far as the the amount of pitches they're going to throw as a starter for these games and then the bullpens and getting familiar with the bullpens we know there's a lot of movement and depth's going to be a concern with bullpens i think they're going to see some injuries but with with pitchers this first month of the season because they did not have a full spring training uh, that some of these games are going to be treated as spring training Femi so I think it's you know for me it's it's gonna be it's a challenge for me to stay disciplined to say all right for really the first month I'm gonna be you know I'm gonna be very cautious of how I'm gonna play it honestly Femi I came into this this first month saying all right I'm just gonna limit myself to betting nickels on major league baseball and then what I do I find that Berlin and I throw three dimes on it so so much for me being disciplined I'm not the guy to come to <laughs> and say hey listen to James of how to be disciplined sports better and, and manage your bankroll I'm not that guy yeah, no, uh, I understood there. I, I almost think that because you were talking about the pitchers, maybe not getting as much time there. The bullpens were going to those earlier yep. that does it maybe lend us to some over bets here? Because don't you get into those bullpens pending on, I mean, the strength of them, you might be able to <laughs> yeah. find some decent, t decent valued over bets, like over eight and a half or so to where you see some of these games go. Maybe they're two to one or two to two heading into that sixth inning. And all of a sudden it's a seven to six ball game because those bullpens are not as strong. And then you see those runs start to come in late. And it could be, and we know bullpens have just been the bane for most sports bettors. If you're betting a full nine innings from start to finish of these games, a lot of times you're looking at first five, if you're just going to restrict yourself to betting on starters, mm -hmm. I think the one thing that we, the, one of the, the, the common cliches with baseball was, you know, pitching is ahead of the hitting early in the season and then hitting timing starts to keep up too. That's the other part. We didn't have a whole lot of ABs for these guys in spring training. So, mm -hmm. you know, their timing is going to be, a, it's going to take them to get some timing going as well. The other piece is weather. Weather is going to be a factor. We know that in April, a lot of cold weather games. I remember seeing games with the twins last year in Minnesota. It's snowing. There's flurries. Hell, we'll have that here in Colorado where there's games in the thirties. 
it's freezing cold out there, so weather's going to play a factor. The other thing, too, and I noticed this as well, and I was watching this game with Verlander, and I think it's great to think about in-game betting is looking at the umpires and knowing their strikes. And I know they'll be able to, to track that as the season goes on, but I was watching that game with Verlander, and he was pitching just a couple inches off the black, hoping to get those calls with both his fastball and his off-speed pitches, was not getting those calls. I was like, good, that's going to help me uh, limiting his pitches to get him out of there before he goes into the sixth inning, which is what happened. But being able to identify and watch these games and see the umpire strike zone, I think that's something that you can identify when you're watching this game. Does he does he have a big zone? These guys are going to have to be free swingers, or are they going to have to throw it right down the right down the heart of the plate to get to get some splits in because of the strike zone of the umpire? That's something you can take advantage of in in-game betting as well. Yeah, there's so many things to factor into betting baseball, and it is a challenging sport. So the folks who are dumping into this just now, tread cautiously because you can find yourself in a little bit of trouble if you dive too deep. On the other side, we'll talk a little NBA, the final day of the regular season next here on Betting Across America. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise. The fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by none other than BetMGM. Femi Bebefe alongside James Salinas out there in Colorado. James, it is the final day of the NBA regular season, and it's an interesting time in the NBA season because you tend to see some of these teams positioning themselves for these playoff series that will be coming up a week from today. And I want to start with this Milwaukee Bucks game against the Cleveland Cavaliers here because Milwaukee – is a seven and a half point underdog out there in Cleveland. The total's at 226 and a half. But when you look at the standings, you see the Bucks right now, they're a game up on the Celtics and 76ers for that two seed. But if they lose this game, they fall to 51 and 31. And then it starts to open up all these sort of tiebreakers to see who ends up playing in that two seed. Yeah, it's just a matter of do they care? Do, do the Milwaukee Bucks care about the two or the three and the reason why they're a dog? I mean, the, you look, you go to the injury report right now, game time decision. Well, that's great. Thanks for letting me know whether they're out or not. And that's kind of what we <laughs> and that's what we have to do. You know, it was interesting. I was I was driving home from work last week and I was listening to primetime action on in uh, my car as I was coming home. And Kelly Bidlin's on there, and he said he's giving out this stat, and he names five. There were five players, and we're talking, I think this was Thursday night, so basically the end of the season, right? He had said there had been five players in the NBA that had played every game up to that point. Five guys. Yeah. That's it. So uh, that's the first thing you got to do. If you're betting NBA, I think for me, Femi, I've probably bet two to three games collectively during the regular season of NBA. It's just something where uh, you got to have the time. And I think if you're, for NBA betting during the regular season, that's built and it's made live betting's built for that. It's because to ensure yourself that guys are going to play. I mean, I'm looking at Milwaukee right now, Giannis game time decision, Brooke Lopez, just getting himself back from injury game time decision. Same thing with Middleton as well as Bobby Portis. Okay. Well, pretty key players here. <laughs> are they going to play or not? suspected right what the books are suspecting they are not going to play and you move the line in favor of the Cavs right there so you know I, I just don't think that I don't think for for a team like Milwaukee that the two or the three seed matters I don't think home court advantage 
really matters in the NBA that much anymore. So it's not something where, you know, I think years ago it was it, it could be impactful. The only time it really matters is if you go to Game 7. Yeah. Aside from Game 7, teams know how to go and win on the road. It's not that big of a deal. So I don't think the Bucks care. They know where they're, if, whether they're the two or the three. And they'll still be the two if Boston loses today and Boston has to go play the Grizzlies. Uh, Grizzlies got draw Morant back yesterday. He looked very healthy, missing about three weeks with his knee injury. They put it on the Pelicans yesterday. That one, they want to get themselves with the momentum rolling into the playoffs. So I think we'll see another good effort out of the Grizzlies. If the Celtics lose that game, Milwaukee's going to be the two-seed anyhow. So I suspect you're just you, you, the motivation key right here for for today's games. I think not knowing who's going to play, you can't get involved. At least I'm not going to get involved. I don't think I'll get involved anyhow. But if I was going to get involved, I'm going to wait till the game tips and I actually see who's going to be on the court and get involved in game. And I think that's a really good point that you bring up there because the in-game numbers that you might get are usually tied to whatever the pregame spread, whatever it closed at. So you can kind of get ahead of some of these algorithms. And when you see that, oh, this team is not taking this game seriously, let me go ahead and bet the other side. And the in-game is not going to really know it. The algorithms aren't going to know that the team isn't taking the game seriously. They're just going to know whatever the line closed at. So you can kind of take advantage and find a little bit of value there. Let's talk about this Boston and Memphis game, though, because Boston has been bet in the market. They opened one and a half against the the Grizzlies total 228 and two yeah 228 is where the total's at but now we've seen Boston go up to five and a half now that's four points in favor of the Celtics eventually the Grizzlies become valuable don't they James well I think that there's probably some information that maybe John Moran is not going to play. He came, he missed three weeks, like we just talked about with his knee injury. Came back, he looked totally healthy. He was out there balling the whole team. I mean, they it was open gym. They completely ran the Pelicans off the floor from start to finish. And and this is a young team that I think building off of their success in the playoffs last year and obviously losing to to Utah, but having some success in the playoffs last year and being able to, to roll into this year. And, and they played really well, I think, did the Grizzlies without John Morant on the floor, getting Dylan Brooks back healthy. He missed quite a while being out due to injury, but they, that's a team that's very, they, they like to push the pace. They're very good off the bounce, but you try to get in front of Morant or Bain or, or in this case here, Morant or Bain and Brooks, I mean, they're tremendous off the bounce, being able to break you down off the dribble and we know in in the NBA especially when we get to the playoffs a lot of times it becomes five out iso ball and and breaking guys down and drawing defenders to to kick out for open shots I think here for the Grizzlies that line move tells me for one that Morant yeah maybe he's not going to play after playing last night he got his mm -hmm. competitive legs back under him we'll see you next week come playoff time they're the two seed so from a seeding standpoint obviously nothing to play for for Memphis and for the Celtics I think there's all that talk about well do they have some players that are unvaccinated on that team yes. and if you end up being if you fall to that fourth seed and you lose today, Philadelphia wins, you lose, now you're the four seed, Toronto's going to be locked, Toronto's locked in at the five, now you're going to go have to go across the border for a couple games, and if you have folks that are unvaccinated, you don't get to step out on the court, and I think there's some key players for the Celtics that they're suspecting are not vaccinated and would not be able to play, so maybe more motivation right there for the Celtics today to not have to be that four seed, have to play Toronto, and potentially have a number of key players not be available for that first round series. 
Yeah, and I think it's important to note that the vaccination thing is it's the rule of Canada. It's not the rule of America. Right. Like the U.S., the, 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 I mean, Kyrie Irving is allowed to play in Brooklyn now and those Nets home yeah. games. So if you go to the Canada across the border, you got to play by Canada's rules. So the Celtics, I saw a report earlier that said that Jalen Brown and, and Al Horford were the guys who are in question that are not vaccinated for the Celtics. Now, things can change. Maybe they got the shot or sort of whatever it happened to be. But as of right now, what we know is that those guys likely would not be able to play against the Raptors in a game three or game four out there in Toronto. So that to me almost feels like try to avoid that if you're Boston. And that's why you may be seeing the betting market betting into this and backing the Celtics, knowing that they have motivation to try to win this game and improve on their seeding. Want to ask you about Memphis, though, big picture, because this Grizzlies team is very young. They made the playoffs last year. They were able to get to that play. They get to the playing tournament. They get to the eighth seed. They lose to the Utah Jazz. But now that Memphis with John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, all these guys who are going to get this experience now as a two seed, what do you think of this Grizzlies team that it feels like they're kind of being overlooked just because of their youth, knowing that the playoffs tend to be kind of an old man's game? Those are the older teams that tend to succeed. Well, I guess in the Western Conference, now that we finally do not have to listen about the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James <laughs> and Anthony Davis and how they're going to rally and pull back together, talk about geriatric basketball. Of course that wasn't going to work out. I mean, they're, they're – and, and no – and for, think about LeBron James. And it's amazing what he's been able to do over the two decades, basically, that he's been playing in the NBA. You think about – it seems like every year he's getting into the finals and all the wear and tear and the highly competitive minutes that he had to play in the postseason, playing in the Olympics, all those kind of things, wear you down. I mean, it's sensational uh, the fact that he's able to even maintain as a, a, at a high level consistent play the way that he does just based on what he's done for 20 years. But the fact that now you don't have that distraction about talking about the Lakers each and every day, Memphis will get some light. I, I think it's interesting now that I think it's all about matchups for Memphis, and I know last year, so if they're, they're the, going to be the two seed, that's what's going to be interesting here is through the play-in games, is it going to be the Clippers? I kind of suspect it's going to be the Clippers now. If it's the Clippers that mm -hmm. get that seven seed, they go in and beat Minnesota uh, as a Tuesday or Wednesday night that they play. Yeah, I think Tuesday it's Wednesday. night. At Tuesday night, so the Clippers go in and win that basketball game. They are going to be that two seed or that seven seed, and they're going to face Memphis. I think of all the where, where you're looking at here in this in that standings. I think that's probably the team from a defensive standpoint for Memphis that you don't want to face. I think the Clippers now getting Paul George back, getting back. You know, he's working his way back in from his elbow injury, but uh, they're getting Norman Powell back as well. But defensively, that team's battle tested. We saw them last year in the playoffs. Yeah, they were beat up and banged up going into that sun, playing against the Suns. But man, that was such a competitive series that that team is that that's not going to be an easy out. I think it comes down to matchups. That's a matchup I don't favor if it's the Clippers having to play the Grizzlies. We'll see how those play out over the next week here. But that might be a price from a dog perspective. I'd be interested in getting involved. I love the Grizzlies. I love their energy and the competitiveness that they play with. It's going to be a team to, to deal with for the next four or five years with that talent. But that's not a team I want to run into with the Clippers play, or playing against the Clippers and the veteran nature of that team. Yeah, and I think your analysis hits it right on the head there, James. Because when we see those series prices open, and if it ends up being Clippers versus Grizzlies, you're going to see a lot of people yep. betting on this Clippers team that getting Paul George back, maybe getting Kawhi. Leonard back if they're able to do that that's a team that you do not want to face come playoff time on the other side we'll update you on the Masters plus our road to the draft going to the charm city here on visa B sports 
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.